0: Welcome to episode number 33 of the Mastery Marriage Podcast, where our goal is to strengthen, unite, and restore your marriage. Hey everybody, my name is Amanda Taylor, and together with my husband, David, we are the co-founders of com, And our goal is to break the back of divorce by bringing married couples together to be accountable, keep the passion alive, and expose the hidden issues that try to rip marriages apart. And we are back in the booth today with another listener's question with me, of course, Amanda Taylor, and my husband, my hubby, my co-host, David mm-hmm. Taylor. Hey, guys. Hey. Welcome
1: back to the podcast. Welcome, uh, this welcome. is episode number 33, and we're about to get it on and popping. And we would like to say thank you, everybody, for your tremendous amounts of support and love. Thank you, um, everyone. For sharing our content, for participating on Facebook. And yes. Sharing your pictures. We like that. You know <laughs> what I mean? Um, we appreciate all of it. You know, we, we, we like to hear success stories um because it just lets us know that we're doing the right thing. So thank exactly. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um today we have a really nice show lined up for you because I get to play the background while Mandy takes the lead. Ooh, ooh. Uh-huh. So she's going to, you know, be breaking some 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 bread and giving you some wisdom nuggets and just dropping them dropping <laughs> So but anyway, I can't wait to get involved in the conversation with her because this is going to be really good. And it's actually going to be focused on her book. But I'll let you tell that, baby. I'll let you tell it. But before we get started, just know that this podcast, the Mend our, well, <laughs> the Mastering Marriage Podcast, is brought to you on behalf of MendOurMarriage.com, where our goal is to do what, baby? Snap, crackle, pop. Yep. Break the back of divorce. And so that's our only aim, to help save hurting marriages. So if your marriage is hurting reach out to us. We got you. If we can't do it with tremendous 90, we can do it with our coaching. If we can't do it with our coaching, we'll do it with our podcast and our blogs and our fitness videos, but we're going to try to fix your marriage any way possible. So we got you. Okay. But anyway, that's right. Let me stop talking so that Mandy can start talking. <laughs> Baby, why don't you go ahead and, you know, just lay it out. Tell us what's going on. What you going to do today
0: on the last podcast. I promised that I was going to come and talk to everyone about being motivated to love. Mm. So, how do you walk in unconditional love?
1: Well, tell out that name sounds familiar. Where did that name come from?
0: Mm, how about my book? You're motivated <laughs> to love—that's the title. Yes. Oh my God.
1: Oh, and by the way, guys, we we are getting the um, the uh, final edits on the cover. We're getting it professionally done, and so that cover should be here anytime soon. Once we get the cover, the book is dropping. Yay! Dropping. <laughs> so anyway, go ahead, baby.
0: All right, so uh, before we actually dive in, we had a young man who actually um, called in, left a voicemail for the podcast, and we're not going to actually play the voicemail, but I'm going to have David read a synopsis of it.
1: Okay, pretty much the question was, and it was actually phrased to Mandy, and the question was, how were you able to love the walls down in your relationship?
0: All right, so as you can hear, uh, it's pretty much going to be tying in to how are you motivated to love? How do you love unconditionally? So, for the person who submitted this voicemail, I'm going to send a copy of this podcaster away tomorrow, and hopefully this will help you with your situation. Now, um... Hopefully. It will help you with your situation. <laughs> it will. There we go. <laughs> Alright, so originally I had, um, seven points that I wanted to, uh, cover with you all, but... I'm telling you right now, the, the podcast is going to be very, very meaty, and I know trying to jam seven points into one podcast definitely won't do it justice. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure that we give you a quality show. So we're just going to start with uh, three of the yeah, points today, and then we'll do a part two. How's that yeah, sound? Part two. Yes. All right. So we're going to go ahead and get started. So, um... The three points we're going to cover today are surrender to the process, living accepted, and loving you first.
1: And this is all about how do you love the walls down. This is
0: about how you love the walls Mm -hmm. down. Okay. So let's go ahead and jump right in. All right. So number one, again, is surrender to the process. Now, the question is, how do you love the walls down? Well, of course, you know, I was the motivated spouse during our dark season. And you have to understand that when we went through this process, it was hard. You know, um, David was very convincing that it was just not going to work. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if I didn't actually surrender to the process and say, you know what, no matter what, I am going to choose to love my husband unconditionally. Mm -hmm. I am going to choose to stick this out until the end. I am going to choose to love him and to believe the best of him in this situation. And no matter, no matter what he does, no matter what he says, you know, because I knew what God said for our relationship. I knew what God said for our marriage and I was going to stand on those promises. And so surrendering to the process just basically means that you're going to be vulnerable.
1: Mm. And you know what? I like this as the first step because that's the main reason why I'm here, because you didn't allow me to dictate the outcome. In a sense, in a negative way, you didn't just because I was reluctant and I pushed away, you still remained vulnerable so much so that you were willing to come up short in the end. You were willing to come up, come out of this with a broken heart if, it, mm-hmm. if that's what it took. Mm-hmm. And I think that when I hear you say surrender to the process, I, I agree. I mean, it's, it's all about putting what you want behind you and really focusing on what God says. Right. And that's hard for a lot of people because what God says they don't see. What they see is what their reluctant spouse is doing.
0: Exactly, yeah. and and I also like to put it like this. Sometimes when I'm talking about this, is I'm willing to put my desires and my wants aside for a season, so my marriage and my relationship can be healed for a lifetime.
1: Ooh, tweet
0: that. <laughs> tweet that. Yes. Wow. So again, surrendering to the process means all of that in a nutshell. Yeah. So um, just you just have to be willing. To sacrifice during this season, yeah. you know, and and to be the stronger one when your spouse may not be able to to fight for your marriage. Yeah,
1: yeah, you know, so, so it's, it's going
0: to be really important.
1: Yeah, so 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 it's a hundred zero. You give a hundred percent, no matter what.
0: Exactly. All right. Because of course we know the definition of love is to give. Exactly.
1: Mm hmm. No excuses.
0: All right. All right. So we're going to go to point number two. Now, point number two and point number three, we it's going to be a little bit more meaty. So make sure you have your pens and your paper out <laughs> to take notes. All right. So, again, point number two is living accepted. This mm-hmm. is a concept that we don't hear that often. Now, of mm-hmm. course, when we go to church, you know, we hear that we're accepted by God mm-hmm. um, and that he deemed us worthy. But how many times do we actually meditate on this concept? And fill ourselves up with it to where we're overflowing with this.
1: you—you mm. you know what? That's an interesting point because often I will have a client that comes to me, or they can be Christian or not Christian. But let's just say the Christian ones—they'll come to me. They're Christian, but they're still suffering from a low sense of self mm-hmm. or a low self-worth. Mm-hmm. They, because for me, and this is just me, David David Lamont Taylor—that's my government name. <laughs> I know that God accepts me and that's all I need. Mm -hmm. So whether someone else rejects me, even you, I mean, if I could be so bold, Mm -hmm. it really wouldn't matter because God Mm -hmm. accepts me. And I think mm -hmm. that's what you're talking about. Right.
0: Right. And I I even challenge our listeners to think up, think about it like this. And God forbid that something happened to your spouse tomorrow or even, you know, tonight. Um, But if something were to happen, you know, to them and they passed away you know you have to be able to know that god accepts you no matter what if everybody disappeared you know Mm -hmm. that meant anything to you that you love and that you hold dear do you mean that you would just lay lay down and die Mm -hmm. would you just lay down and die or would you you know still be able to depend on the love of christ yeah you know, to be able to still live and to still be able to contribute and live out your purpose and, and the reason for why you're here on this earth.
1: And now now I know this like hits home for you because this is one of the things that I know you struggle with. Like you had talked at one point about feeling rejected by God. Can you can you can you elaborate on that a little bit?
0: Yes, Um. especially during this time, um. you know, our dark season, I really felt rejected by God because I was experienced experiencing such misery in our marriage, Mm. you know, I felt rejected by God. I felt rejected, you know, by you, David, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and I didn't really feel like I had anybody to talk to anybody that would understand what I was going through. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it wasn't until I really started to grasp and meditate, um, on God's love for me that I was able to, um, to begin the process of accepting and loving myself in a genuine way. Hmm. And it's, it's really funny because as I, you know, referred to earlier in the podcast, um, before we became a couple, you know, I really thought I had a solid foundation and relationship with God. But the thing is my family just loved me so well Mm -hmm. to where I don't think I ever had to lean and depend on God solely for love and acceptance. Mm. So when David and I entered that dark season, that hard season of our marriage, when I really was forced to depend on God, mm. that's when I really found out that I really didn't have a, a solid relationship
1: with him. So we challenge you, the listener, to ask yourself, like literally ask yourself, do I, feel, do I accept myself? Do I feel like God accepts me? And be honest, and, and don't just give us the biblical answer of yes, because mm-hmm. we know that's what most people will do initially. Mm-hmm. But it, but when it going gets tough, when you're isolated, when there's nobody to turn to or to lean on, mm-hmm. then what do you feel accepted still? And because what that's what Mandy was explaining is that she didn't really have that. That never that part of her was never challenged because she was always around family who always loved her. Exactly. But the moment she got into an environment that that was stripped, she had to really she was forced really to see what she f- believed. Right,
0: and my faith was tested, of course. Yeah. And, and so, and
1: I and I believe in order to grow in faith, it has to be tested. Exactly. Yeah. So your faith will be tested if it's not already been tested.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so. again, I found that if I did not meditate on God's love for me every day and get along with Him, so He could pour out His love and acceptance to me on a daily basis, mm-hmm. that I could easily be convinced of the opposite. Ooh. So, and the opposite is what that I was rejected, mm-hmm. and that I was worthless, and that I wasn't enough. That's deep. Okay, so again I can't I can't stress enough that if you're gonna love the walls down in your relationship, you know, even when the person is rejecting you or pulling away from you or so convincing that, you know, your relationship isn't gonna work, you have to be confident in who you are so that when they are rejecting you or they are turning away from you, you're not you know, you're not claiming rejection. You know, you're mm-hmm. not, um, you're not believing the things that they may be saying that are that are hurtful.
1: Yeah, because they may give you rejection, but that doesn't mean you have to accept it as you. Exactly. As, as a part of who you are. Exactly. Yeah.
0: And again, just, I, I, again, I can't reiterate, um, I can't reiterate this enough that rejection, accepting rejection is a choice. Somebody can turn away from you. You know, because they choose to turn away from you. But saying that I'm rejected, that's a choice. That's something that you actually have to accept.
1: Mm, good stuff.
0: And there's a quote uh, from, you know, one of my, I guess you could say, uh, virtual mentors, um, Dan Moeller. And he says, we must be accepted to live accepted. Hmm. So again, we must be accepted to live accepted. So, just chew on that and, you know, write it down.
1: We can go somewhere with that, but we're not. That's deep, though.
0: I had to really stand firm um, in a place of unwavering knowledge that what God said about me was the ultimate truth. And you will have to do the same thing in order for you not to be bound by rejection in this season of your relationship. So, again, this is a crucial foundational piece for you to be able to get to a place where you can love the walls down in your marriage.
1: Yeah. So by standing in, in a firm place on the, with an unwavering knowledge of what God says means that you have to position yourself to hear what God is saying. You, you can't fill your mind with distractions and white noise. You got to make sure that you're able to hear what God is saying, what that ultimate truth is for your life and for your marriage. Because exactly. that's what you're going to plant your feet on those things that God is saying as true, mm-hmm. okay? And you can find that in the Bible, and there's other yes. ways to do it. Yes. Stuff in Mandy's book talks about it a lot, but, you know, that comes later.
0: <laughs> yes, and so I would definitely suggest, definitely pick up, pick up my book, and there's going to be resources in there to help you, resources for you to meditate on. But then even on your own, you can go online and look, you know, look online and look up Bible verses about God's love for you. Mm -hmm. And you can, you know, pull those scriptures. I even say use a voice recorder. Record them. Listen to them over and over again. Get them in your spirit. Hmm.
1: This is a perfect segue to the third point, right? Exactly. Third point, (laughs) love you first. Love you first. Mm -hmm. Hmm. So, again, I
0: I keep referring back to the question, but I want to make sure it it makes sense and it ties in. But, again, if you're going to love the walls down in your relationship. You have to first realize that you are accepted by God and you can't be rejected unless you choose, unless you accept rejection. And you have to love yourself first. You have to know who you are and what you're worth.
1: Now, that's scripture, right? Jesus Jesus says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Exactly. And so you can't really, you can only love someone to the degree that you love yourself.
0: Exactly.
1: And you can only give away what you have. So, Preach. So, well, no, this is, this is your show, but I'm just saying, if if you lack self-love, then you ain't going to have love to give because you can only give away what you have.
0: That if I don't have true. a million
1: dollars to give you, I can't give it to you, mm-hmm. right? And so so for you, the listener, make sure that you you have to focus on loving you first. Often, and, and, and Mandy, I know you, you got something to say, but I just want to add this point. No, you go ahead. I, I found that Mandy... Tried to love me more than she tried to love herself, or early on in the marriage.
0: That is so true. And
1: I became unattractive with that because whenever I wanted something to change in the house, she would do it because she want she didn't want to. Lose because me. I just
0: wanted to please. She him. wanted to
1: please me, and, and I would always say, "Baby, do this for you. Make these changes for you." And
0: it's okay to have balance in that. It's okay to oh, want yeah. to, you know, make your spouse happy. Yeah, but
1: not at the risk of you being unhappy. Exactly. No. I need you, because I need a happy wife in order for me to be happy. You know what I mean? So, I'm sorry, go ahead, baby.
0: Oh, okay. So, David already kind of, you know, alluded to, you know, some of the things that I dealt with earlier on. You know, I lost a part of who I was when I, you know, when I came into the marriage. I was, again, once, once before, I was really confident. Um, Bossy. (laughs) Bossy, you know, I really thought I had a strong foundation, you know, in my spiritual walk. And when I got into the relationship... You know, I was kind of scrambling to be this Proverbs thirty one wife. You mm. know, and I had a great example in my grandmother. You know, when I was growing up, and I said I'm going to do everything that she was able to do, but you know, I'm not her. And I didn't and, marry her. Yes, and he, and my husband didn't marry my grandmother. You're awkward. <laughs> You're so Your silly, Grandma. You are silly, <laughs> but um, but you know what? I had to learn that. Me and David, our relationship, our marriage, we had to cultivate our own household and our own culture, mm. you know? And so instead of us coming into the relationship with all these expectations, we should have worked together to create our own culture and, you know, figure out what would work for us. Yeah. You know? So again, going back to the point, so loving yourself first. So when you are in a place where you are, you know, feeling rejected and you really don't know who you are and you're feeling insecure, you know, there is no strength left for you to believe in yourself, let alone fight for your marriage or your relationship. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you can't love walls down if you don't have any love left inside of you, if you're empty.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, so to help you all learn from my mistakes and understand, well, I want you to understand that it's it's really non-negotiable, especially for those of you who are not married yet. It's not negotiable for you to come into a marriage and not, at, and, and not at least know who you are, what you believe, why you believe it. Also, what do you like, what do you, what you dislike, and what your standards
1: are. Mm. So you're saying that this person has to have a deep level of self-awareness, yes. or they should have a deeper level of self-awareness before they commit themselves to a marriage.
0: Yes, it's no. more than you just saying, I know who I am. What does that mean?
1: Yeah. Now, why do you think that's not the case, though? Why do you think that's not the norm? Because we found from, you know, just working with hundreds of couples now, you know, through Mend Our Marriage, that most people come into the marriage and they don't have a clue of, like, or they don't, they lack a deeper understanding of themselves.
0: I, honestly, I think it's a lack of challenge, you know, mm-hmm. being challenged. Because I know for me, you know, again, I was loved very well by my family. Um, but I was never really challenged about about the things that I chose to do in my life. Mm. So when people don't ask you the why questions, the hard questions in your life when you're growing up, you're not going to be forced to ask the deeper questions you know, of yourself to see why you believe what you believe, why you have certain standards and, and certain likes and dislikes. And then when somebody challenges you on those things later in life you're going to either get offended, feel like they're mean, mm-hmm. or you just won't have an answer.
1: And, and, you know, this is really deep because, like, we took it to the point where we were, we, like, I would ask you, why do you believe what you believe about the Bible? Like, mm-hmm. I, we, we literally took it there. Like, I'm not going to give examples because, you know, but <laughs> I won't do, but I'm not. But, um, and I was listening to a podcast at the gym the other day, and the guy was talking about, how most people never challenge their perception of truth. Mm -hmm. They, they never, they never, they literally go through life and never challenge their perception of truth. Mm -hmm. And they, they guard their perception of truth without letting it be challenged. So because it's never challenged, they never truly grow towards true truth, if that makes sense. Mm. And so, you know, and there was a season where I personally questioned everything that I had, well, that I could think about regarding truth, you know, a lot of it pertains to the Bible, my, my relationship with God, all of that. And, yes, I'm, I, I love God, so I'm not talking about that. But I'm just saying, I challenged that so that I could grow. Um, and I think in relationships, the one thing that most people don't do is they don't challenge their perception of who they are and why they are. And as a result, when they get into the marriage, they're ill-equipped to deal with the, rock, the rocky moments because they don't even know the tools that they possess. And you can only give away what you have. Exactly. So you don't have tools... Or if you, don't, if you don't know you have tools, if I'm an eagle but I don't know I can fly, mm-hmm. I'm going to get eaten for Thanksgiving. We're going to have some turkey. It's going to be eagle, but we're going to call it turkey. Ooh. And, you know, it, it'll <laughs> definitely leave you vulnerable
0: to insecurities and loss of yourself mm. when you don't know those things. So, mm. I mean, you really have to be careful. Um I do want to say that, you know, I don't want anyone to get me wrong here, you know, because you're always going to be growing and changing, but the very core of who you are will always be the same. Mm -hmm. You know, you will just continue to mature into a better version of yourself. So, you know, yes, we're saying you need to know who you are, but you need to know who you are at the core, what you were meant, you know, what you were meant to be and what you were meant to do on this earth and then grow in that.
1: Now, I know we have a lot more points on this, but... I think this would be a good place to really give them an actionable tip. Like, this is what you can do to start to learn yourself at the core. Do you... It, is that something that you address in your book? <laughs> I guess I'm asking a question I know the answer to. Um, but I'm just saying, like, what would you recommend the listener do, like, today to start to focus on learning themselves at the core?
0: Okay, so... um something for you to do to start learning yourself at the core is definitely coming up with, um, a mission statement for yourself or a vision statement for yourself.
1: Hmm. Okay.
0: So that's going to be something that, you know, you want to step back and you want to see again, what is my purpose? What am I, what am I meant to do in the world? What am I supposed to give back? How am I supposed to show the love of God?
1: Hmm. You, you know what? I, we, I this is my first time doing this on the show, but I'm only bringing it up because I really believe that this is going to help and bless people socks off. Like your socks can literally be blessed off. But we, with our single but ready site, we actually have what's called the relationship readiness plan, and that's a it's a pretty long document, but it it helps people to learn themselves to to find what their purpose is and their mm-hmm. mission statement. Mm-hmm. And so, if you guys are interested in taking a look at that, you can actually go to. MyRelationshipReadinessPlan.com. MyRelationshipReadinessPlan.com. You can, act, if you if you like what you see, go ahead and purchase it. You know, we're not. I'm not asking you to go out and buy it if you don't want it. But for those who are really serious about learning more about themselves, that tool is an excellent tool that we give to singles to make sure that they're prepared for marriage. So it would only make sense that you would have it as well. MyRelationshipReadinessPlan.com.
0: Yes, and the people who have already purchased it, you know, they've reached back out to us and said it really oh helped gosh, them put yeah. their life into perspective and to help them really set solid goals goals for themselves. Yeah,
1: yeah. Hmm. And we may, you know what, we may, I may do something. Let me get get creative with that because I believe that this that'll be a great addendum to what you're going to be providing in your book. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want everybody to just go out and, and, and buy that and then say, well, I don't want to buy Manny's book. So... Um. We'll, we'll, maybe we should do something like if if they purchase the Relationship Readiness Plan, they can get 50% off your book. That'd be great. Okay. And so, yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. So, and, and this is something we're doing right off the cuff. Manny's book is not even out yet, but we're saying that if you go and, you, and you're you really serious about loving the walls down and you purchase the Relationship Readiness Plan, then you'll get 50% off of Manny's book. We're just going to do it that way. And And all you need to do is send me your receipt, like email it to me, and and then that way, when Mandy's book come out, you'll get her 50% off. There you go. Perfect. So, and you know, this may actually be a good place to end um, because we got so much we can give you guys. And Mandy just, like, this is just literally the tip of the iceberg.
0: Yes, it literally. is.
1: <laughs> um, but Mandy, I, maybe you can wrap it up and I'll just sit back.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay, so... I appreciate you all, you know, joining in with us today. Um, again, as I said earlier, before we started, it was going to be really meaty. So, again, I do think this is a good stopping spot. And mm. we may have a part two and three. Mm. Uh, that way we can make sure and um, give you, you know, the information that you need and the quality you deserve. Yeah. Um. So just, you know, hey, make sure that you go on either iTunes um, or Stitcher Radio. Um, at any time, and download the rest of our podcasts, um, definitely go on iTunes and leave us a review five stars. Um, if you're really getting something from these podcasts, we really need your rates and your reviews on, mm-hmm. on iTunes, yeah. um, so that we can definitely get the word out to more people. Um, so, you know, just thank you for joining us. And again, yeah. the book will be out very soon and we'll talk with you soon.
1: Deuces. Deuces.